This first clip went viral on YouTube and is from 2020. If the general public knew or saw what you saw, what would the next week look like? How would the public react? Somber. Uh, I think there would be this uh, big exhale for about a day. And then this uh, turning inward and trying to reflect on what this means to us and our species and ourselves. Uh, I think... Uh, somber, sorry, oh, like a sigh of relief? Somber meaning serious. Not, not like Hollywood portrays people partying in the streets and, and, and silliness like that. Um, I think you would have uh, some people perhaps turning to religion more so. Uh, you might have some people turning away from religion. Um, I think you're going to have, um, at that point, the, the philosophical and theological uh, questions will be raised and, and people will have some serious soul searching to do, no pun intended. And I don't think that's bad, by the way. Um, I think uh, a lot of folks that have spent their times in this community being charlatans will have been exposed and uh, they will be probably unemployed and probably have to change their names because, you know, <laughs> the rest of society will look at them in an unfavorable light. Um, I think um, there are some unsung heroes that will probably come to light and uh, the world will appreciate their contributions to this topic. I think the names, scientific oh, community, sorry. academic communities. No, I can't give those names. Uh, the I know what I was going to say is names that have been announced before. When you say the unsung heroes or new yeah, names, names have been announced before. Okay. Uh, I think the scientific and academic community is going to have to take a real hard look at itself uh, and and uh, see why it repeated the same mistakes it did when Galileo first proposed that the Earth was not the center of the solar system. Uh, you know. Um, Hubris is, 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 is a big part of that. Um, and then I think, you know, maybe we start the international conversation, say, okay, we realize that this, there's, there's some things out there that are probably well beyond our, our petty discrepancies we have with each other. Um, maybe we really need to start working together on this, realize that we are really a global family. Uh, doesn't matter where you're from, or it doesn't matter what your religion is, or your culture, or your color, or anything else. Uh, we, are, we are all... Uh, we are all brothers and sisters on this tiny little rock called Earth. You know, this pale blue dot that's hurtling through space. Um, it may unify us. Well, I, I would certainly hope so. Uh, unless we allow our, 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 our poor nature to, to interfere and we look at this as, as, as opportunities to subjugate each other. I would hope, I would hope that's not the case. This second clip gives context to the first and was asked in 2021. The last time we spoke, there were two comments that you said that stood out to me. Well, one was the somber, the somber heard around the world, in a sense. And then you clarified that or you added to that by saying sobering. Oh, I was wondering, we can get to that. And then also you mentioned that the charlatans of the world will be shown to be charlatans. And I, again, don't know much about this UFO community, but people in the comments were saying, did he mean Stephen Greer? So... Why don't you comment on that? You can be as diplomatic as you like. I know that you're a, you're a relatively um, diplomatic person. Yeah. Let me, um, let me start with by, by somber or sobering. Um, 
imagine imagine everything you've been taught whether it's through sunday school or through uh, regular formal education in school or what our political leaders have told us and yes even maybe our mothers and fathers around the dinner table have told us or maybe at bedtime um, about about who we are right our background and our past um what if all of that turned out to be not entirely accurate in fact the very history of 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 our species um the meaning what it means to be a human being and our place in this universe what if all that is now in question what if it turns out that a lot of the things that we thought were one way aren't are are we prepared to have that honest question with ourselves are we prepared to to recognize that we're not at the top of the food chain potentially that we're not the alpha predator that we are uh, maybe somewhere in the middle um you know it's it's interesting because I was having a discussion with a friend uh, not too long ago, a really, really, we call them gray beards in the, in, in the government. Really, really smart guy. I'm not going to mention his name, but, but I was talking to him probably a couple months ago. And this is a guy who was always paid to solve the hard problems for the U.S. government. Cold War. How do we solve that, right? How do we do these big, big things? How do we go in and, and, uh, and, and beat the Russians at their own game? Um, so this guy I respect tremendously. And in we had a conversation. He said, you know, Lou, um, mankind's been around for a little while. And for most of that time, mankind's been around. We've been smack in the middle of the food chain. We've been, um, you know, we, we, we ate a lot of things. A lot of things ate us. And that's just the bottom line. And about 70,000 years ago, something fundamentally changed. Something changed. And, and our species was instantly catapulted to the very top. Of, of our planet as far as predatory animals. And, um, and now all of a sudden we became the most feared. Um, we, we, we were the most lethal uh, and the most successful. And in fact, uh, most of the large species that, that, that existed on this planet went extinct because of us, believe it or not, because we, we started <laughs> eating all of it. Um, there were a couple species that did very, very well with our ascension, our immediate ascension. And we brought a couple species with us. The dog is an example where the dog species benefited greatly with mankind's ascension as the alpha predator and, and, and wound up succeeding as well, very, doing, doing very well off of that. That changed the, the entire global landscape of our planet um, almost overnight. Large animals went extinct um, because of us. What if it turns out that there's another species that um, is is even 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 higher on, on the on that on that ladder than we are. Um, do we need the social institutions that we have today? Will we need governmental and and religious organizations that we have today? If it turns out that um, there is something else or someone else. Um, that is that is uh, technologically more advanced, and and perhaps from an evolutionary perspective more advanced. 
um, have we been wasting our time all this time? Or are we doing exactly what we're supposed to be doing? Um, are we, are, are we, does it turn out that mankind is, is in fact just another animal in the zoo? Or because we thought ourselves as a zookeeper before, but maybe we're just another exhibit inside the zoo. What would that mean to us? So, so when I say sombering and sobering, uh, I mean that it's, it, you know, there's going to come a point in this conversation where we're going to have to do a lot of reconciling with ourselves, whatever that means, from whatever philosophical background you, you have. Um, this is going to impact every single one of us the same and yet equally and yet differently. Um, and I think that's important. Um, you know, do we find ourselves in a situation where history may have to be rewritten? Um, so that's what I meant. Now, as far as the charlatans, I'm not going to give any attention to individual charlatans because they already have enough attention. They know exactly who I'm referring to. These are individuals who have, have, have made a, a cottage industry, a career of taking people's hard-earned money and deceiving them. And not only deceiving them, but having them sign non-disclosure agreements to make sure they don't tell the world that they've been deceived. And preying upon people who, who for whatever reason, believe in them. Um, uh, people who say, my narrative is the only narrative. And anybody else who tells you otherwise, um, you know, is, is trying to hurt you. Um, I have all the answers. I have the solution. Anybody who says that, I think, um, I think it's a charlatan. And, and I think we need to be very, very mindful of that. They're very dangerous. Uh, and they're dangerous for several reasons, because if they're lying to you about that, they're probably lying to you about other things in their life, their past life and their current life, uh, which may or may not come to light at some point. Um, these are people who, who have taken advantage of people for a very long time. And, uh, you know, you, you have to be careful, you know. What else are the motivations of some of these charlatans or potentially could be their motivation other than financial? Well, look at any religious charlatan. It's the same thing. It's a cult, it's a cult of personality. It's somebody who, for whatever reason, thinks it's all about them and, and they manage the narrative. It's, it's, it goes to the, to the basic core of pride and ego in human beings um, and narcissistic behavior, um, you know, real, true, deep psychological issues, um, some sociopathic, to be honest with you. Um, is there any gold in that rubble? I'm sorry. Is there any gold in that rubble? As in, is all of what they're saying some of these charlatans? We don't have to name names. I no. I think. I think. I think there's always there's always fibers of truth in 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 a, in a blanket of lies um, because that's that's what holds it together. There are some there are some aspects of truth. The problem is um, when you take that truth and, and you distort it. You know, there's people in history that that were very good at convincing large amounts of people that they have the answer. Right. Um, I don't need to go back into into history to say which ones those are. But you have characters like Jim Jones. Um, Heaven's Gate is an example. Um, you know, even Hitler to some degree where where they were very charismatic people. Who who got people in in this this web um, and they didn't realize it until it was too late, and um, 
you know, I, I just think when you when you're creating all these shell organizations and pass throughs and, and paying people off to do things for you to deceive other people, I think is problematic. Again, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to mention names. I, I, I think most people are smart enough to see through it. My concern are those people who, who are already, already sucked into it. It becomes a cult and it becomes brainwashing and, and manipulation. And that's my concern because it gives a terrible name to the, to the, to the effort and, and making false accusations. Um, you know, I, I think is is there's an old saying, and let's see if I can remember it. That um, ye be careful of the knife ye uses to stabbeth the back of others, for surely that knife will be used against you in the future or at some point. So you know. Um, anyway, being just you know, right karma. Karma is a bitch. <laughs> Be careful. <laughs> you know, Mother Nature has a vote. She's got a way of always uh, squaring things up at the end. And, um, you know, that's that's what I've seen anyways. Remember earlier, I was asking you, what can we do as a culture? I think based on some of your statements, what we can do is something like we've already been doing, which is keep talking about it so that we can destigmatize it. I know that I don't particularly like the word destigmatization. I think it's been taken by certain people, but essentially to destigmatize. However, there does seem to be the tendency from those who are believers in or who are part of the UFO community who deride people like, see, Neil deGrasse Tyson and other skeptics deride the UFO community. And I don't think they should do that. But then I also don't think that they should be met with condescension as well. Because I think that that comes back at you. I think that love and extending an arm and an olive branch is what will. Kurt, you're right. You're absolutely right. Let me, let me, if I may, that's, that's a good point. Let me talk a little bit about uh, Mr. Neil deGrasse Tyson. First of all, I, I, he's one of the few shows that I used to watch a lot. Um, I, I loved his perspective. And let's talk about his background. You know, this is a person who was a bit of a maverick. He, he, he cut his teeth and became really made his bones by, by, by supporting and defending a theory that really was a hypothesis at the time, an outlandish hypothesis. And that was there were these supermassive objects in our universe that were so dense that they created a gravity well. They created a black hole in space-time where light itself couldn't even escape. And although we can't see it uh, directly, we can't prove its existence, we think they're there, right? Now, a lot of the scientific community said that's hogwash. You know, it's, it's just, it, it's a theoretical anomaly that that isn't real. And yet, Neil deGrasse Tyson did exactly that. He, he, he supported the hypothesis and theory that there are these things you'll never be able to see with the naked eye, but they fundamentally, uh, they're there and they're hundreds of millions of light years away. Well, it's funny because that same spirit used to, to, to prove something you can never see that is there. For some reason, he seems to have forgotten that in this topic, because we're talking about the same thing. We're talking about something that is hard to see directly sometimes, um, but we can we can see its impact on on, on the environment around it, uh, and to some degree maybe you know warping space time. And but it's not hundreds of millions of miles away; it's right here. And and I don't understand how you can support, in on one hand, the the 
the scientific study and research into something called a black hole and not be open-minded to, to something like UAP. If you enjoyed that clip, then the full podcast is out right now. You can click around here. Enjoy. I also have a conversation with Neil deGrasse Tyson recorded just a few weeks ago on the very topic of UFO whistleblowers. Links are in the description to both podcasts with Lou Elizondo. Actually, there are three that have been recorded with Theories of Everything, as well as the Neil deGrasse Tyson podcast. Subscribe to Theories of Everything to get notified of upcoming podcasts as there are new full-length podcasts every week on the topics of mathematics, physics, consciousness, free will, and AI.